Sir Peter Buck, also known as Terangi Hirua, in his time became an example of Māori scholarship. He was the first Māori to graduate from Otago University. He studied medicine from 1900 to 1904. After university, he went on to general practice. Eventually, he became a politician and, in the mid-1920s, an anthropologist. His legacy is evident today, not only with his vast achievements, but signified at the Terangihirua College Student Building that opened last year. In the 1960s, Dr Mason Dury and Dr Tony Ruakere would also go on to study medicine. Now, five decades on, there is a noticeable trend at the university. More Māori are studying in one of the eight disciplines within the Health Sciences Division, from dentistry to dental hygiene, medicine to physiotherapy. As part of the Health Sciences Faculty, Professor Peter Crampton and Associate Professor Joanne Baxter discuss their role. Kia ora tātou. Uh, my name's Jo Baxter. My iwi are Ngai Tahu and Ngāti Apa ki te And so my, my whānau come from both South Westland, that's my um, Ngai Tahu side, and my Ngāti Apa ki te side is from Upper South Island. And so that's where I call home, still have whānau uh, in some of those places, uh, but I've been in Dunedin now for about 15 years. Uh, kia ora, Justine. Um, I was born in England and lived there till I was 12. My family emigrated to New Zealand in 1974 and we ended up settling in Nelson. And I lived there during my secondary school years. After that I moved to Dunedin and lived overseas for a while, uh, more recently have lived in Wellington for 20 years and moved south to Dunedin three and a half years ago. Uh, so uh, my family and myself, and Dunedin is very much home now. What's your role here at the university, um, Dr Joe? I've got about... How many portai? How many hats do you wear? <laughs> <laughs> I've got four different portai, but probably uh, the ones that reflect my work with our students are my Associate Dean Māori roles. Um, and so I'm the Associate Dean Māori for the Division of Health Sciences. And in that role, I support the growth and development of things Māori happening within our division and that has um, led me to support a whole range of things, Māori staff, Māori students, um, and uh, support the work that's happening to ensure we have really good Hawara Māori curriculum in our health professional programmes. So that's one of my roles. And in my other role, I'm the Associate Professor for Māori Health with the Dunedin School of Medicine and support our team there to teach medical students about Māori health and um, to undertake research to help us answer important questions about Māori health. Um, I also have more than one hat. I've got two main hats that I wear. Uh, one of them is the Pro Vice-Chancellor of Health Sciences, which means I'm in charge of uh, the part of the university, and it's a very large part of the university, which is involved with health, and we have eight health professional programmes within that. Um, they include radiation therapy, pharmacy, physiotherapy, a number of dental programmes, um, medicine and uh, others besides. So a, a wide range of health professional programs. Uh, my other role is a subset of that. I'm Dean of the Otago Medical School uh, and that in itself is, is a large and spread out uh, organisation. Uh, uh, the medical school has large campuses in Dunedin and Christchurch and also in Wellington. 
and uh, many other outposts, and we have good relationships with many uh, iwi-based providers and community providers and general practices and DHBs elsewhere in the country. How, how are those relationships fostered with, with other iwi? Well, it depends what context we're working in. So, for example, more recently we've signed six memoranda uh, with six different iwi around um, having our final year dental students go and work in an iwi-based provider setting. And that's fantastic and exciting. They, they love it. So, and through that, it, uh, we achieve three uh, particular uh, objectives. Firstly, they, uh, the students are exposed to uh, oral health provider environment, which is not the standard traditional private practice environment, so they get exposed to seeing a different way of organising oral health services. Secondly, they're embedded within an iwi-based provider, so there's a lot of learning just from that learning environment. And thirdly, from a, a clinical skills point of view, of course they have a fantastic point, uh, learning experience just because they get to do lots and work with great dentists and the iwi providers. So uh, th 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 there were six relationships which um, formed around that. We have long-standing relationships with, for example, Nati Puro that we've worked with for a long time uh, in, in various ways, actually, with various educational initiatives. Right now, up in Tairawhiti, we've got a very exciting interdisciplinary learning program where we have students from six health disciplines, final-year students from six disciplines, working together. Uh, in that, uh, in the communities on the East Cape and, and in Gisborne, uh, around chronic disease management. So the dentists are learning to work with the doctors, to work with the um, physiotherapists and the pharmacists, and, and, and so on and so forth. And we're partnering with the Eastern Institute of Technology, and their final nursing students are also participating in that. So over. is it almost like an internship program? Well, it's um, these are. Uh, rotations for a number of weeks, five-week rotations together where the students come together and it's highly structured. And uh, what they observe are the teachers working together in an interdisciplinary way and their program is structured around the students working together. So, Dr Joe, I mean, these are the real... The, the hua or the fruits of what is happening here at the university and one way that another fruit that's been met, um, so to speak, is the number of Māori medical students that are studying medicine or some of those disciplines? So there, there's eight uh, yes. potential health professional programs that are taught within the division um, and that includes medicine. What I think the division has is in each of the schools um, there's research happening that supports making sense of how do we improve health, how do we um, address mm. health issues and so the dental school has really important research that's been undertaking about things like fluoride um, and each of the schools focuses on. Tell us about the numbers of Māori studying in those eight disciplines or studying medicine and it's increased to something like 40 I understand? So with regards to um, getting into health professional programs uh, one of the challenges for the students um, who come through uh, what we call health science first year, is that that's a really tricky year. It's fairly demanding. They have to sit seven papers. They have to do really well, and then from that they can gain access to some of the health professional programs. What happened in sort of 2010, 2011, we were aware that we weren't getting as many students as we would like into the health professional programs. So because whole, they didn't do well in that Some of it year. was that we, we weren't... The students... Um, 
we weren't getting as many students through who were getting the kind of grades that would get them into those, you know, they're really tricky to enter um, uh, programs. And so uh, as, as a division and as a university, um, a lot of thought went into how we can improve this. And at the same time, um, the Ministry of Health had come in with a real interest in supporting Māori health workforce development. And so with their support and the university together, a range of programmes were put together to increase the number of students coming in to the university and then how well they were doing once they got there. And I think as part of a whole combination of things that led to quite a dramatic increase in the number of students who were successfully gaining places in health professional programs. Medicine was probably the winner in the day initially <laughs> and um, so in the first year where we had big increases and that was in our entry into 2012, we went from averaging probably 18 to 20 Māori medical students per year for the previous few years um, to having 45 gain entry into medical school that year, and that was really a 100% increase in medicine. Tu Kahika is a scholarship that supports a student with accommodation, tutorial assistance, and a $5,000 grant towards their residential costs. The scholarship is for Māori students in their foundation year health sciences course. Tu Kahika was one of, um, was probably a flagship program that was developed in partnership with the Ministry of Health and Foundation Studies, first implemented in 2010, and for up to 20 Māori students who are, who are school leavers, this provides a pre-health um, sciences first year year for students who have a gap, they haven't taken all the sciences, they haven't quite done as well as what they would like, but they're really committed to a career in health, and this is a preparatory year, it's a scholarship, mm. they get uh, uh, there's fees paid, they get support for accommodation, and we provide a staff member as well who's, who's focused on meeting their needs, and so that's been going since 2010, and we're in our fifth cohort of Tukaga students, the ministries continue to fund and support that, and um, We've had really amazing outcomes from that program with young people that are coming from low decile schools, backgrounds where they've been educationally mm. disadvantaged. We now have students in medical school and dental school and pharmacy and physiotherapy have come through that program. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's been really, really important. Sorry, did you want to add to that, Dr Peter? Yeah, um, just overall, we have a... Um, a guiding policy statement that we call Mirror on Society. So in all our health professional programs, we want to be graduating cohorts of students who broadly reflect the New Zealand communities that they're going to be working That's in. That's right, yes. So that mirror includes gender, getting that right, mm. um, rural, urban, provincial, that sort of balance, uh, ethnicity, and also socioeconomic backgrounds of students. So um, coming back to your question before, in... Uh, if we take medicine as an example, the um, 18 to 24-year-old age group uh, in Māori is about um, nearly 20% of the population, so that's what we'll be aiming for. We're up to about 15% of our intake in the medical course. And if you add that up over the all six years of the program, that's a lot of Māori students who will be graduating and coming into the system. So we really believe that we're changing the face of the 
you know, if we use this example, the medical workforce in the future. Um, Dr Peter, you say that public health is a social, political, economic and justice issue, not a medical one. Can you talk more about that? So um, that statement uh, reflects w w what causes health and the way health is and the way health is spread out amongst different groups in, in our society. And uh, if you track those causes back to their roots, um, the main drivers of health and health outcomes and health status in our communities are the economic and the social and the broader uh, um, uh, factors related to the, um, the work situation, the employment situation, and all those things put together. And those are essentially political matters where we make choices cumulatively over decades which result in what we get to see now. So, for example, research that I'm involved with, and we've just released some reports on this, uh, this particular research project has been going on for 20 years, and we've looked at the distribution of wealth and also of poverty in New Zealand over that time using uh, each census. It's five censuses now since 1991. And uh, it's called the NZDEP, uh, Index of Socioeconomic Deprivation. And one of the startling findings from the latest census, which was last year, 2013, is that still the majority of uh, Māori families and communities are in poor areas. And uh, I say to students and to anybody else who's willing to listen that this is a potted history of New Zealand post-colonisation. The colonisation project was explicitly about, not just in New Zealand but everywhere else that it occurred, it's explicitly about the co-opting of wealth. And it was successful. And that is the, the results of that project, the colonisation project, are reflected very strongly in the socioeconomic patterns that we see now in, uh, in 2014. So still the majority of Māori families uh, are living in poor areas. The, the benefits of uh, living in a moderately well-off and well-developed society are not spread equally amongst different groups in society. Right. And I frame those as largely political and social issues, not as medical issues. Health flows out of those issues. Access to basic health services is still a problem in New Zealand. We have a great healthcare system compared with many others, but still many whānau and many Pacific families and many Pākehā families struggle to get their basic healthcare needs met in the community they live in because of the costs. That is a stupid system. It doesn't serve our needs. It doesn't lead to good health outcomes. It doesn't make people confident that they can get their kid, kids' asthma treated when they need it treated. So actually the move to free care for under-13s is a very positive one. Kia ora. Thank you, Dr Peter. Dr Joe. Uh, you know, we haven't really touched on it, but, you know, the statistics... I mean, well, actually, Dr Peter did just then, you know, it's, it's still very much um, an issue that needs to be addressed at this level, at Otago University. Are those issues taken into account? in that, that when you churn out medical students, they're going to somewhat fix the stats? I mean, I suppose um, I'm, I'm an optimist, yeah. and um, over time I've spent quite a lot of um, time with the students as part of my teaching roles. Yeah. Um, we take all of our fifth-year medical students to one of our local marae, and we, we, they engage with the community and they engage with the environment and with the 
with um, learning about Māori health and the feedback and the response that our staff give about the students is that they feel very positive that these are uh, future doctors who are going to engage much better with Māori whānau and communities. Um, so we're really, uh, a lot of work has gone into growing and building the curriculums across many of our health professional programmes so that graduates will be uh, well prepared to work with Māori and of course that sitting alongside a growth in the number of Māori health professionals I think has to be a positive step in supporting um, ensuring that uh, when Māori engage with, with services and are involved with um, health professionals that, that that engagement will be a positive one for that whānau. I believe very strongly that the, um, if we have a, a workforce which is drawn from the communities, a health workforce drawn from the communities um, that need healthcare the most, those people are more likely to go back into those communities and serve the needs of those communities. And we, we work on that basis. We encourage our students to go overseas. And we, of course, we have a lot of international students too. But ultimately, our prime purpose here is to um, encourage them to come back from overseas and to serve the needs of our New Zealand communities.